The League of Legends betting podcast is brought to you by my patrons at patreon.com slash gelati lol. There you can find bonus content like in-depth articles on macro trend analysis and league previews, as well as thoughts on breaking news and the podcast picks before the show is released to platforms. You also get to support your creators more directly. Patreon.com slash gelati lol. That's G-E-L-A-T-I-L-O-L. Good day in the morning, everybody. It is currently about 5.45 a.m. Eastern on Wednesday. What up, Wednesday? It is Wednesday, my dudes. January 31st. Uh, We currently are in between the two LCK matches, and we just saw the conclusion of the first LPL match for the day. Um, Invictus managed to take down Rare Adam (laughs) 2-0, the sec- ending of this second game was uh, quite a display of incompetence from both teams, but it was hilarious, and somehow we got our under home after just the weirdest sweat ever. There was like nine kills in this game through 34 minutes. Then it was like near ace, fail on the nexus, fail to kill the nexus, get aced, fail, fail to kill the nexus, get aced, and we got to 22 kills, but Invictus actually ended up getting there for us. That was fun. Um, the other one, the LCK, Kwangdong Freaks just absolutely took it to D plus Kia. I, I don't know, I don't know what Kwangdong had for breakfast this morning, but holy shit, they looked good today. Um, probably the best single series that we've seen from that organization in like two or three years, probably. They looked incredible today. And I'll admit like D plus didn't look particularly good. I think that's fair to say that. But man, oh man, did Kwangdong look good today. Um, props. Because, uh, you know, I've always been a defender of him. Everyone everyone hates on him. He had a great series. But really, I thought Bull and Andal was the superhero for me. R- the whole team had a great series. I thought Bulldog was great too. But uh, Bull and Andal just absolutely bodied the D-plus bot lane. The D-plus bot lane is good too. So... Yeah, a little bit of a down series from D+. The drafting game one was super, super hard on the mid-game. Like, it was just all in mid-game comp, and then the bot lane kind of just lost 2v2 because Andal couldn't miss a hook. And, you know, it got out of hand pretty quickly for them. But um, yeah, game two, they just, like, nuked the game early. It was crazy. D+, actually tried the Cogmaw, which I thought was a good idea, Milio Cogmaw, but especially in Illusionami, I thought it would be good. And it was doing well in lane, but... In these early skirmishes, Kwangdong, it's wild. This team, for I don't know how long now, the problem they've had is that they lack confidence in the mid and late game, and they struggle to transition and really capitalize on leads. So they have a lot of games where they would get early leads. They did this all year last year. They had a lot of games where they'd get leads, and they only had like a 55 to 60% closing rate all the way through 2023. And today... And they were kind of showing signs of that a little bit this year. It was a little bit better. But today, man, they just had – I don't know if they just ate their Wheaties or they had extra coffee or some shit today because they smelled blood in the water. And then, honestly, D-plus kind of looked like they were panicking at times in, at times in this series too. But, honestly, this was more Kwangdong just playing out of their fucking minds today. And, you know, props to them. D-plus had a down series. It happens to everyone. But – Whew, man, it's, that, this, was, this was a wild upset. So, as I said, I'm recording this in between the uh, the two series in the LPL and LCK today. 
again, I'm very I'm going to be cramming all of the content in for the week because I'm leaving Friday to travel Friday, Saturday, and I'll be coming home and won't be home till Sunday night. So I'm trying to get all the content in as fast as possible for the week, and that's going to result in probably this week I'm not going to have every single recap for every single podcast, and I apologize for that, but the stuff that is done I will touch on when I get a chance to. Um, next week we'll be back to a, a more normal schedule. All right, moving on to the Thursday morning Eastern slate, we have two matches each in the LPL and the LCK. We'll start with the LPL, week two, day five. Uh, we have Thunder Talk Gaming, minus 154 on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at plus 188. The plus 1.5 is at minus 459. 459. Versus OMG, plus 127 on the money line, plus 1.5 maps at minus 234. The minus 1.5 is at plus 341. Now, obviously, I don't have starting lineups for this contest. And because I'm recording it about six hours before they actually post these things. So if there are any dramatic changes or adjustments that need to be made for lineup changes, I will make a note or an additional post on the Patreon. So patrons will get it. Unfortunately, not going to realistically be able to get a podcast out in time that it matters. Unless, you know, I'm recording something for the Friday. I plan to do the Friday article and record for the Friday games this afternoon as in like, seven or eight hours from now and if i get to it then and the the rosters are posted and there's some kind of change i'll mention it on here but i'm probably not going to be doing the rosters for the lpl this week they're readily available on twitter at lpl fan club at um there's a couple different people that post them every day i think uh who uh hoopoo sports uh at hoopoo esports h-u-p-u-e-s your esports e-s-p-o-r-t-s um, there's a, uh, at LPL fan club is the other one. And there's a couple other people to do. So if you ever need the lineups and you don't hear me mention it, or I just forget to, then, you know, feel free to check those places out. Anyway, um, this matchup, Thunder Talk OMG. So Thunder Talk took a little bit of money on from Monday to Tuesday afternoon and a little tiny bit more today. Uh, so I wrote my Patreon article at minus 154. They're currently closer to minus 160 or so. Actually, no, it's I left it minus 154. If you look at, uh, let's look at Pinnacle right now. Just take a look at this. I believe they were like minus 160 when I just looked at it. Yeah, they're minus 164 now. I still think they're probably worth a play there. Uh, and I mentioned this. I played Thunder Talk Moneyline. Basically, the premise here is that, you know, they're kind of in a similar boat to Rare at him, except I think they're actually a good team. But they looked really competitive against two very difficult opponents thus far in LNG and Weibo. They actually got the upset win over LNG in their first match, which was impressive. Um, I didn't think LNG even looked that bad in that match either. It was just kind of like, I don't know, a couple coin flip games and they got them. Um, Thunder Talk actually looked pretty good. And I have my questions about this team. I mentioned that, you know, my concerns for their bot, like running back or bringing one XN back and then bringing Chocho, who's like a bit of a wild card. He's a really inconsistent player, very good, very high highs, very low lows. And one XN was like okay last year, but it was also like his debut year. The top trio I figured would be solid. I like this top trio quite a bit, but um, the bot lane has overachieved thus far and they've been very, very good. And if that was my main concern for this team, then. And that's not a problem anymore. Then Thunder Talk might just be good. Um, they look like they're probably a playoff team at least right now, but it's a lot of season left, so we'll see. On the opposite end of the spectrum, OMG 
kind of decisively swept WE in their first game, but they kind of dropped their next two series to Fun Plus and LNG. Now, LNG, I think, is just going to be a pretty good team, so it's not really a problem for one of these lower-tier teams to lose to them. FPX is like a team that they're probably going to be competing with for a player, like for a playoff spot. I personally think FPX is way better, so I don't really hold that loss too much against them, except that in all four of these losses... Like, there was only one really close game, like, where the goal was close. And even in that game, they were outscaled pretty badly. You know, I I didn't really expect a whole lot from this OMG team coming into the season. Maybe they'd stay out of, like, the dumpster fire tier, but, like, probably not be a playoff team. I actually think they've been worse than I thought that they'd be. I thought at least that they had, like, I thought they had a few veterans on this lineup that would at least keep them stable enough to not be terrible. And... Like, land somewhere in that, like, ninth to 13th area. Like, middle of the table probably doesn't make playoffs kind of spot. And I think they've actually just looked worse than that to me. They Like, they haven't even been competitive in most of their games. Feels a little bit weird to be laying this kind of price with Thunder Talk. But, hey, Thunder Talk are a team that's, you know, really for the past, like, two, two and a half years or so, ever since they rebranded to Thunder Talk, They've been a team that the market just always has wrong, just always underrates. You know, they're never going to win the league. I don't think they're going to be, like, an elite team at any point, but team is just always pretty good, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take this. So I laid Thunder Talk Moneyline minus 154 for one unit. I would still play this up to about minus 170. Um, at, at that point, I'd probably just pass. Right now, it's minus 164. I'd still play it. But, you know, we're getting toward that spot where maybe you just, just pass on this because it's a little too late. Next match is a banger. We've got LNG Esports, minus 126 on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at plus 228, plus 1.5 at minus 372 against Weibo Gaming, plus 104, plus 1.5 maps at minus 289, and the minus 1.5 is at plus 284. Assuming these two run the same lineups back out, you know, at first glance, this price looks pretty fair to me. And then, you know, I, I punched it into the models and everything, and the models spit out a pretty similar price as well. But really, like, if you look at how these teams have played, like, I'm talking, like, actually look at how they played, not just at the results. LNG look a lot more stable to me. You know, they lost that series to TT, but those games, a couple of those games were, like, real, you know, could have gone either way kind of games. Weibo have been, like, actively shooting themselves in the foot early in games and then just, like, having to figure it out and problem-solve through it. And, you know, ultimately I think both these teams are going to be good. I think LNG will, once they once they figure out with this new lineup, um, once they get all comfortable and really start gelling, assuming they do, I'm assuming they will, I think they're probably going to be, like, a top-three team, top-four team. Like, they're, they're a title contender for sure. Um, this Weibo lineup, I I don't feel quite as strongly about. Like, I think the Weibo, Weibo are going to be a good team. And I think that Weibo will be capable of beating good teams. But, you know, kind of forward projecting a little bit. And obviously, what you see in the first two and a half weeks before Chinese New Year doesn't really matter all that much in the grand scheme of things. I mean, shit, Billy Billy lost series last you know, in Chinese New Year last year, and everyone was like, oh my god, the Super Team's dead. That did not happen to be the case. The thing is, though, like, I I think LNG are probably going to eventually, like, show that they're better, and I think 
so far what we've seen, LNG's tape has looked better despite the record not being all that different here. Um, I'm going with LNG. I played LNG on the money line at minus 126. Just again, because I'm recording this late. Uh, it's up to minus 146 now. I probably... I'd probably have to re... Like, I would reconsider playing it there. Uh, I played this because I figured it'd be a cheap price. But to me, it's like... I think they've looked better on film. I think they've looked better against better teams. And I'll admit that this is kind of like planting a flag. And it's a bit of trusting my intuition. But I think LNG are going to end up being a better team than Weibo. And I think that they're going... like. They might already be. We just it's kind of obscured to see it right now. Um, I just I, I don't know. I think their film just looks better, and that's straight up what I'm doing on this. And I think the you know the model data makes this closer to even like closer to the you know market price, and that's fine. But if I see something that's close to market price, and then like the actual film for me personally looks better, I'm willing to put a little bit more weight on that. So I went with LNG minus 126. At current price, minus 146 on Pinnacle. I'd probably just pass now. So take that with a grain of salt. If you want to tail it, that's fine. If you don't, you know, sorry. But that's the nature of this. You should subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> All right, moving on to the LCK. Week 2, day 2. We have, first of all, whoo. T1 minus a huge number. Uh, for my Patreon article, I wrote minus 29.22, minus 1.5 mass, minus 381. I think it's like literally minus 10,000 now. My, I, I know they're minus 400 on the sweep. <laughs> Against DRX, uh, plus 1415 on the money line, plus 1.5 mass, plus 291, minus 1.5 at 27 to 1. Whew. So here's the thing, right? This is a ridiculous number. We're in the second week of the season. Everybody knows DRX are bad. Everybody knows T1 is good. But this is a massive, massive number. Do not get involved with laying favorites at these prices. Look, sometimes you overpay for something just from a qualitative angle that, like, we did with Brion today. Actually, you know, if anybody checked this out, we actually came back on that. I ended up hedging out because Brion is starting a new jungler as we speak. But... Don't get involved with laying the minus 1.5 in spots like this. Like, if you still want to back T1, there's usually another way to do it that's more efficient than that. So, and vice versa. If you are going to back the dogs, I think there's, in a case like this, I think there's a better way to do it. Because I don't think DRX are very good at all. I think they're one of the three garbage tier teams in the LCK. Um, maybe they're the best of those three, but they're still in that tier. So, um I opted to play this through the T1 team total over 15.5 kills at minus 113. I played that on maps 1 and 2 for one unit each. Um, the kill spread minus 9.5 and, and the overall game total, combined kills total, over like 23.5 or like an alt spread to get it to plus money at 23.5 or 24.5 is I think a decent look as well. T1 have been just like a dead nut over team for like all, all last year. They were like this all this year. So far they've been this way. They are the most aggressive LCK team. They know they're good. They play like they're good. They play with insane confidence and they really, really try to push the tempo in most games and they're willing to scrap and trade, you know, kills for what they're there to get, which is usually some kind of objective, right? 
a lot of these other teams like to play a more controlled game, but T1 are definitely comfortable in a more chaotic game state because they've been they're very well practiced at it. They're battle hardened, so to speak. So, um, and it's just the way they want to play. It's like the way they play is conducive to trading and denying. So they're going to be an overplay an over team just until the market adjusts, and I don't think it has because the kill totals on their games are very similar to pretty much every other big favorite. And I think that they're way more likely to go over their, like, I think they're way more likely to go over a game total over their kill total than a lot of the other big favorites in the LPL, or in the LCK, rather. I opted for the team total over here. I actually don't hate the minus nine and a halves, and you will almost never hear me say that because big kill spreads don't typically do well, but T1 should completely raffle stomp this game. So we play the uh, map one and two uh, T1 team total over 15 and a half kills at minus 113 for one unit each. Second matchup on Thursday morning is Nongshim Red Forest plus 188 on the money line, plus 1.5 maps at minus 168. The minus 1.5 is at plus 485 against Firex, the Foxy Boys. Minus 234 on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at plus 137, plus 1.5 at minus 701. So my models actually made this price pretty much dead on the number. There's also quite a bit of divergence in prices across a couple different books. Um... I guess I'm kind of burying the lead, or not burying the lead, I'm, I'm just spoiling it here. But I, I played Firex Moneyline minus 204 for one unit at uh, Nitrogen or BAS. And um, Firex minus 1.5 maps, so plus 145. The pinnacle line was that I just read above, like minus 234. Currently, I'll pull this up real fast for everybody just while I have it here. Uh, currently, that price is actually down to where the Nitro line was at. So it actually came in. Somebody somebody has a either adjusted or is just arbitraging or something. But I don't, I don't think that's happening in these esports markets, to be honest with you, not with the limits we have. But, um, yeah, it's down to minus 207 plus 168 at Pinnacle. So you can get yours there if you really want to. Um, either way, I played Ferox on the money line. I know I'm kind of going a little bit against the model here. Like, this... Normally, this would be, like, in range to just pass, but the oversimplification, I think I wrote this in the Patreon article, I'm not entirely sure, I forget, but the the oversimplification here, and sometimes it's Occam's Razor, is that Nongshim aren't good, and Firex are trending up, just like Kwangdong are kind of trending up, and, you know, strictly by the numbers, this is a fair price, but, like, if you just use your eyes... Like, you have to, when, when you're looking at these, like, garbage tier teams against competent teams, and maybe Fear X will end up proving that they're not as competent as I think they are, but I'm kind of trying to forward project a little bit here. Basically, with these garbage tier teams, it's really, the, the far margins are always very difficult to price. And I really think Nongshim and Brion are just so much worse than everybody else besides DRX, who I think is also a little better than them. I think those, like, Nongshim and Brion are, like, a full tier below the rest of the league, basically. Um, maybe a half tier below DRX. So, like, in all those cases, like, you you know, we know how favorites perform. We know how the bad teams perform in the LCK. Yeah, they're going to get you maybe one match a season, maybe two matches a season. But this Nongshim team, I, I expressed my concerns before. They're just not that good. They haven't improved on a lot of the things. I think Call Me is an upgrade, but, like, the team still has the same problems. Even when they do get leads, they don't know what to do with them. They're super inconsistent. And when they get get behind, they get completely steamrolled. Um, 
like if you note, like I actually put, I started um, including some of the more advanced metrics and tail the tape and stuff like that in my Patreon post now. And one of the things you'll notice with Nongshim is that, you know, they have a deficit of 20 minutes in 75% of their games, right? Which is like not that crazy for a bad team. I mean, that's that's bad even for a bad team. But the really, really big one is that they have significant deficits of 20, like statistically significant deficits of 20 in half their games. Now, they've played some tough opponents, but they got absolutely trashed by some of their mediocre teams too. And I think Fearx are, you know, trending in a positive direction and probably just stomped this game. Um, so I played Fearx Moneyline minus 204 for one unit, Fearx minus 1.5 maps plus 145 for a quarter unit. I also played the alt kill totals, um, map one over 24.5 kills, a plus 151 for one unit, and 24.5 kills, plus 151 for one unit on map two as well. Um, you could... I'm playing this a little bit more aggressive. 23 and a half, I think, was like plus 116 or so. Um, I think that's a play, too. Um, the idea here is, uh, I think, like, I just in general like kill totals in this one because Firex are kind of, they're like a worse version of T1. Like, they are aggressive. They try to, they are willing to do a dive. They're willing to take a trade. They will absolutely punch from a neutral position or from a deficit. They're not just going to roll over and die. The one thing I will give Nongshim credit for is that they will fight out games. So I think what's going to end up happening is Firex are going to play aggressive like they always do. They always have, sometimes to a fault. But they're going to do their thing. They're going to be playing aggressive. And I think Nongshim will kind of get caught into this. And that we, I think there's a very good chance one of these games turns into a complete like bloodbath like a barroom brawl. And I think the other, you really only need to get one of these home at these prices. And if you get two, it's just a bonus. So I'm, I'm very confident that one of these will get home. Um, I don't normally play kill total overs with the bad teams in the LCK and the LPL, but with Firex specifically, they are a bloody team. Like they were last year. I don't think they, they don't look like they changed all that much this year. So I like the kill total overs here quite a bit as well. That's going to be it for this. Again, I'm recording this on Wednesday morning. Uh, I will have Friday. I will hopefully have Friday's slate, a podcast for Friday's slate out on um, later Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday evening. Until then, good luck.